All right. What's up, y'all? Wes Rucker, Patrick Brown, coming to you on a Tuesday evening from Knoxville, Tennessee. And as you can tell by that intro, it is a breaking news podcast. Joined now by Patrick Brown and Pat. It seems like uh, we, we've had some of these breaking news podcasts lately. It hasn't been great news for Tennessee. Uh, this one's much, much better for Tennessee. Yes, it is, Wes. Uh, finally, the long offseason summer saga is over. Aubrey Solomon, the uh, Michigan transfer, uh, likely starter on Tennessee's defensive line, has gotten the green light from the NCAA. He will be eligible uh, to play this season after transferring. Uh, and this is a, obviously a, a a huge boost for Tennessee because this is a guy, like I said, that that's probably going to be in the starting lineup uh, on, on Saturday against Georgia State. Yeah, and this is a guy who, who again, you know, if if you were to 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 talk about just how big that Emmett Gooden loss was, I think this is almost just as big of an addition as that was a loss. That that's how big of a deal this is for Tennessee. And it, it seems like recently the Vols have been getting some bad breaks in this way. You had Emmett Gooden go down uh, with his season-ending ACL tear just uh, early on in preseason camp. Uh, then you also uh, had a deal with Bryce Thompson that we've talked about a lot earlier this week. You got a podcast you can go to earlier this week to check that out. Uh, and then hear about Daniel Batuli uh, with his knee procedure, and it looks like uh, he might miss the opening game too. So Tennessee was arguably without its best defender at each level of the defense. So getting a guy like Solomon, a guy who was a really good prospect when he got to Michigan, a guy who contributed early with the Wolverines, getting him back is just huge news. Yeah, and, and in light of the Gooden injury, it was almost a must for Tennessee uh, just because you lose a player of Gooden's quality um, and experience. He was the only guy that really had much experience on this defensive line. Uh, Solomon hasn't played it down for Tennessee, but he's already one of their most uh, experienced defensive linemen just because he's, he's got a couple of years in a major conference program in, a, in the Big Ten at Michigan. Um, didn't I think he only played in five games last season because he had a knee injury, but uh, as a freshman, he was really solid in sort of a reserve role. Um, some of the advanced numbers uh, for him in a, in a limited kind of sample set were, were really good. I remember he was playing with uh, sort of a backup on a pretty good defensive line, uh, one that had um, uh, Rashawn Gary, who I think was a pretty high draft pick this past season, and then uh, Maurice Hurst, too, who's another guy that's gone to the NFL and done, I think, pretty well. So, uh, And he he was a really good run stopper and, uh, and certainly is a, is a big body that's got some uh, that that can hold up at the line of scrimmage, hold up at the point of the attack. And if you're Tennessee, he's a guy that um, is used to playing at this level a little bit. He's been in some some of those battles along the trenches. Uh, I wouldn't say the Big Ten is necessarily going to – I'm not saying it's the same as the SEC, but he's got more experience kind of understanding what it takes to, to be in a battle week in and week out than uh, a lot of Tennessee's younger players do who don't really have that much experience. So um, I, I would look for Solomon to be in the, in the starting lineup against Georgia State, and I think he's going to have a big role for this team now that he's – uh, gotten the green light from the NCAA. Yeah, say what you will about the Big Ten. If you have played in an Ohio State-Michigan game, you you probably should be able to handle something like the SEC is going to throw at you, both from a pressure standpoint, from a talent standpoint. This is not going to be a guy who's going to go into any of these games with his eyes wide open. This is a guy who has seen football at a high level. He was a big prospect coming through the ranks, so everybody recruited him. Uh, he's not going to be afraid of anything, and, and I don't think anything that's going to happen in the game is going to rattle him. This is a guy who you very, 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 very much need if you're Tennessee – for this kind of experience to be in that group. Yeah. And I know obviously this was for everybody that was following this for Tennessee fans, for us trying to, you know, wondering if, if which day was going to be the day. Um, the, the, 
the weight obviously probably had to be frustrating for Tennessee. Probably had to be frustrating, probably most of all for Solomon. Um, but I think in the end, you know, you're getting the answer that you wanted. You get him eligible, and, and Tennessee's going to be sort of rewarded for preparing pretty much the entire offseason, even dating back to the spring, as if they were going to have him. I mean, even even this week, Jeremy Pruitt said, you know, we're going to keep practicing him uh, like we're going to have him. Uh, he was with the first team defensive line on on Tuesday afternoon when we were out of practice. So uh, I know the, the weight was sort of frustrating, and uh, I compared it to sort of the J.J. Peterson deal from last summer where we just kept dragging on and dragging on. But uh, in the end with Solomon, they get the, the verdict that they, that they really needed. And so that kind of makes the waiting, I don't want to say worth it, but it kind of makes the the waiting and some of the frustration not as not as bad anymore because at the end you you, you get what you uh, were hoping to get and, and frankly what Tennessee felt they were going to get all along. Sure, and, and I want to caution people against one thing here. I, I don't I don't want everyone to start imagining that this guy steps onto the field from day one and he's like the next John Henderson, Albert Hainsworth, somebody like that. I think people need to relax a little bit on that. This kid's a good football player, though. I don't know if he's going to step in and be a world beater from day one, but he is a good football player. And when you look at Tennessee's depth chart, uh, we've laughed about this throughout the week, that Tennessee's uh, defensive line depth chart has 10 guys listed as starters or co-starters or, or something. Uh, but but make no mistake, there are subsets within that 10-man group. And if Aubrey Solomon were eligible, he was going to be a starter. That was not a question. I mean, for me, I, I'm not going to speak for you, Pat. I'm going to let you speak for yourself on this. But but for me, early on in, in, in spring camp, it looked like this was a guy who could start. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want you ever speaking for me, but that's what I'm <laughs> but saying. You're, but you're right. I mean, he was a guy that that early you know has been getting first team reps with the defensive line, um, dating back to one of his first few practices here. And and, and you do make a good point. Uh, he is wearing John Henderson's number, by the way. Yes, so, he is. Uh, you have maybe there is reason to expect uh, him to be that guy. No, I'm I'm just I'm just kidding. But. Um, even if he's, you know, he's only starting because he's at Tennessee and their defensive line is, is in a sort of a rebuild mode right now. Uh, I think he still can be a quality player. Can he be an every down uh, defensive lineman? I don't, I don't know how good he might be as a pass rusher, maybe as uh, coming from the three technique as a defensive tackle and sort of a, a four man kind of front, if that's what they're doing. Um, but he's a guy that can be effective on early downs as a stuff, right? I think at the very least. And, uh, and, and the most football we've seen him play, actual football we've seen him play since he's been at Tennessee. So I, th- I thought Solomon was pretty active in the spring game. I thought he made some mm-hmm. uh, some some good plays, kind of holding his gap, sort of maintaining, um, you know, doing his job and, and kind of shuffling down the line of scrimmage and, and uh, getting the ball carry and wrapping him up and, and getting him down for a short gain. And so uh, even if he's able to do that for you on first and second down and maybe in some short yardage situations, um, I, I think he could be a, a, a nice player. I mean, he was a uh, a former five-star guy and a former top 25 overall player. I think he was maybe the number two defensive tackle in, uh, in that particular class coming out um, from uh, down in Georgia. So uh, he's got some ability. Um, and, and again, I don't know. You know. We haven't, you know, we really haven't gotten a chance to see him uh, see what he can do in sort of a, you know, 40, 50 snap a game role. Cause I don't think that's what he played at Michigan. Um, but at Tennessee, he's going to be a guy that, you know, they may lean on to play that many snaps and, um, but I do think he's got some quality and, and certainly having him, I think, is a big boost to a defensive line that's uh, really, really short on, on proven options and, and experienced players. And he can uh, sort of help in, in, in both those categories and, and be a guy that, um, that that can make some plays for Tennessee up front. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't need it, its defensive linemen to, to necessarily be guys that go out there and get a bunch of sacks or anything like that. I mean, they would take that <laughs> if you're going to offer that to them. I think they'd be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Go ahead and do that. Uh, but the bottom line is what those guys have to do is what everybody else on the field needs to do, which is their job. 
hold their gap. Their job is to hold their gap, go through there, be disruptive if you can, make a play, but don't get blown off the ball. Hold up at the point of attack, you know, take up some blockers, let some guys around you make plays too. You know, it's a simple game when everyone does what they're supposed to do. And it's really, really hard as a defense to do just about anything right if you are getting blown off the ball. And that was a huge concern for Tennessee. That was a huge concern um, going into the season anyway. And, and it was an even bigger concern when a guy like Emmett Gooden, who who did a pretty good job last season, um, you know, after he goes down, that's the, the top five guys that were producers last season in that group, all gone. And then maybe you had to sit there and say, well, is Solomon going to be there? Is he not going to be there? Uh, all of a sudden, it was getting a little worrisome there. It was. And it's still a bit of a worry but this right here is a huge, huge deal that I think will at least alleviate some of the pressure on that group. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what Jeremy Pruitt says about it on Wednesday when we get a chance to talk to him um, and ask him about this and sort of what this means. And I know we'll have more on the site uh, Tuesday night and throughout the day Wednesday. But, um, yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I saw Solomon walking on campus earlier Tuesday, and I, it should have been a sign. He didn't look like a guy that had gotten cleared at that point, but – uh, I should have taken that that chance sighting, just seeing him walking around campus before practice as, uh, as a sign that this was going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a big body. He's got some experience, and uh, I think he's a guy that the coaching staff really likes. He, he has a, a relationship. He's known some of these coaches. Uh, Tracy Rocker, Jamie Pruitt, I think, were involved in his recruiting process back when uh, he was coming out of high school. So, uh, And those are the relationships that he sort of tapped into when he was looking for a change of scenery after leaving Michigan. So, uh, and that's really how Tennessee got him because um, it looked like at one point uh, he might be going to Georgia. So uh, that and, and when you take a transfer, Wes, I mean, there's always a risk that he might not get cleared. I mean, unless it's a grad transfer, those guys obviously are are immediately eligible. But if you take one that's not a grad transfer, there's always sort of a risk uh, that that the player is taking and that the that the program that takes the transfer is, is sort of taking a gamble to take some of these guys, knowing they may have to sit out a year, but. Uh, it's, it looks like this, you know, getting him eligible and it looks like it might, uh, this gamble and sort of this risk for, for Solomon and for Tennessee might pay off. And, and I'm really interested to see how he, uh, how he plays this season. So now, now, before we step out of here, I want to make sure I understood you correctly there so the people are, who are listening to this can, can, can make sure that they understood you correctly. You did say 15-0, and 0, probably a national championship team now, right? Is that, is that what you said? Yeah, I compared him to John Henderson because they wear the same number. I'm on the record of saying that now. You do know that in this era, all people can do is they can go splice up just a couple seconds of that audio and make it seem like you said that right. And I'm not saying I'll do that. I'm not saying I'm going to do that, Pat, but I'm saying that someone, if they were so inclined, uh, and maybe let's say this was a situation where their wife went to bed early, you know, they were having a hard time sleeping, they were sitting around at night and they were thinking, oh, there's nothing really good on TV right now. I might, I might do that. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I will. I'm saying someone out there might think like that. So you're saying, you're saying you won't, but you're also saying, you're also not saying that you will. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I will or won't. I'm not saying that anyone else will or won't, Pat. I mean, I, I, I basically think of it like this. Uh, I'll, I'll speak of it the way Tennessee would speak about the depth chart. Uh, it's either going to happen or it's not. <laughs> we'll go with I that. You, I see what you did there. Uh, well, go on, get back, get back to work, Pat. We all got a bunch of stuff to do tonight. I'm going to let you get to that, and we will have another podcast here. Uh, I guess we'll be recording that on Wednesday, and we'll bring it to you Thursday morning. Yep. Guys, thanks for tuning in. That was Patrick Brown. 
coworker with Go Vols 24-7. You can find him on Twitter at pbrown247. I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash westrucker247. You can also go to uh, twitter.com slash govals247. Facebook.com Facebook.com slash govals247. Or you can go to govals247.com where we have got tons of coverage on this right now. Right now we've got tons of coverage on this and we're going to have ton more throughout Tuesday night, throughout Wednesday morning, and throughout everything else going into this week, into the Georgia State game and beyond. Tons of stuff on Bryce Thompson, too. That's not that's the not as good news, but we'll have all of it there for you on GoVols247.com. <laughs>